Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is someone who loves it when you tell her one moment. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I was wondering if you saw that tweet. <laughs> I did. I was like, the, the minute I tweeted it, I was like, if Palmer sees that, he's going to work that into the intro tonight. <laughs> Uh, so how are you? I am good. I am so happy to be back podcasting. I'm just excited. It's going to be a good season, I think. Did you bring your essay that was due today for what you did on your summer vacation? Um, no, but I can give you a brief rundown of what I did on the summer <laughs> vacation. What did you? I was basically podcasting my heart out all summer because i have a soap opera podcast so i've been doing that all summer oh fun yes do soaps still run in the summer do they adhere to a normal tv schedule soaps run five days a week all year round with no with no repeats uh except for the occasional holiday repeat yeah wow that's just weird yeah, there's usually about 252 episodes in a given year. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would be able to do that. I've been watching soaps my entire life, so it's kind of been normal to me. And not only do I watch um, Days of Our Lives, which is the soap that I podcast about currently, like the current episodes airing in 2021. I have gone back and have been watching all of the stuff that I missed from before I started watching because I'm that much of a nerd. I see that. Uh, I Yeah, I don't know if I can do five, you know, if I could do a TV show that has five new episodes a week. I can barely I can barely keep up with Netflix when they put out like one new show every few months that I like. Speaking of, I'm so excited for the new season of You that drops tomorrow. I still haven't seen seasons one and two. The next show I'm going to be working on is probably going to be Midnight Mass, but I've been I've been taking um I've been taking a sabbatical because uh Lucifer just ended and it Yeah. You know, I, I haven't watched the end of Lucifer yet. I'm kind of putting it off because I just am not ready for that show to end. So. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I I have like every time I sit down to do something, something else comes up and it's getting quite frustrating. So what have you been doing on our lovely little hiatus? Uh, for the most part, I spent most of the summer burning through um, Academy Award movies for my podcast academy rewind because that's when uh my co-host tim is a teacher so the summer is like the time he has the most time to dedicate to watching you know five to ten movies for a given episode so usually the summer we kind of we like do one episode a week so that took up the majority of the of the summer okay through those episodes so that way you know, now we have episodes in the in the can up until like the holidays, and then we'll um, 
we'll do like our yearly wrap up show and then we'll start next year, hopefully relatively soon. Um, do, do you do you pre-tape a lot of Academy Rewind and then just drop it? Yeah, we we drop them one one episode every three weeks. Um, so we have a bunch that are ready to go because, as you can imagine, watching five films or ten films, depending upon the year, to do an episode can be a logistical scheduling nightmare. Uh, yeah, especially so, if you're trying to do that while you're while Batwoman is. Yeah, no. See, I don't have I don't have as much of an issue with it because, like, I don't really like i have no other responsibilities i can watch i like i'm also up most of the night he isn't um so like i watched batwoman last night at 1 a.m and then at the store today i watched it like two or three more times like i i would have it on throughout the day and over the course of the day i was able to watch most of it you know at least one more time or a third time uh, I debated watching it last night, but I was kind of exhausted after Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. I was like, yeah, no, I need to be refreshed. <laughs> uh, so, so like, I do have the time to do this stuff uh, because while work is is busy at times, it's also it's Not, also like, yeah, it it has like almost specific times throughout the day that it's busy. So it leaves me with it leaves me with time that I can fit uh, you know, most of an episode of Batwoman or like I could probably get through a movie in a in an entire shift or two at the store. So Okay. Yeah. Other than that, that wow, I don't know what's going on. Please tell me I didn't all the no, not episode. What is going? Episode one, season three. What is happening? My my uh, stream that I put up while we're talking was uh, started wigging out. So because I heard you say episode one, season three, and I was like, what? How did yeah. we get? Yeah, okay. we're on episode one of season three of Batwoman. Okay, for some, you know what I heard? You know what I heard in my head? I heard season, I heard season one, episode three. So I got very confused. I like flipped it in my head and got. Yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna start redoing (laughs) old shows. All right. So, season three, episode one, starts off with a nice little montage of stuff from last season, just like the very end of the season, too. Like, it was like last season on Batwoman. It shows Ryan, like, seeing the plane go down finding the bat suit and then we jump to Luke as like finding the batwing costume and then Alice being like by the way Ryan your mother is alive that's all that happened last year apparently nothing else well, I, yeah that that recap was a little bit of a a short shorter one than i was expecting but i kind of like that cuz we kind of jumped right into the action Yes. So we kind of pick up almost exactly where we left off at the end of last season of the of the Batman trophies kind of floating down the river. And we see this this young person pick up one of them, which is a top hat, brings it home, lists it on Gotham eBay. This montage was so cool. Like the editing and stuff they did, the ins and outs and the way they used the hats as a transition point. I was like, yes. okay, this is so freaking cool. This is this was done very well. 
um, while he's like while he's listing the hat on eBay, and um, we hear like we hear the newscast in the background talking about how Alice is been is um, not competent to stand trial, so she's just going to go to Arkham uh, for the foreseeable future, and that's where she's going to be. Someone during this part, someone buys the hat. We see the person packaging the hat and getting it to uh, this young gentleman who buys the hat, who is a who is a devoted fan of Alice. I believe I called him a a, a supervillain stalker. Well, I mean, we, he knows where Alice is, so like he could stalk her if he went to Arkham. Right, but, but he's he got definitely. Like He's got like a whole shrine to her too. Cause yeah, he's like a- he's definitely a super fan. Like he has artifact, like what uh, presumably is artifacts from Alice, or at least mock-ups of like her dresses or her clothes in his room. Um, he is he bought the top hat for the obvious reason to look like the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, because like he's got the little kind of you know, like top yeah. coat, the top coat uh, over, and so they're kind of reintroducing a new Mad Hatter uh, into the Batman mythos. Uh, but you're right; he is a super fan of Alice. Basically, he's a slightly less, uh, he's a slightly more insane version of us. <laughs> Pretty much, and you know, I, I gotta say, like we'll talk about it more when we actually get to see his powers in action, mm-hmm. but. I have never uh, Batman's version of the Mad Hatter, so I didn't know what those powers looked like. Yeah. And I gotta say, this is probably one of my favorite villain superpowers that I've seen. It is a it is a pretty nifty power. I'm trying to think. This is this might be the first time we see the Mad Hatter in live action. I honestly don't. You know, he might have been in Gotham. I don't remember. I don't uh, Gotham's just all of a blur to me, but um, so the background on the Mad Hatter character, as we find out in this episode, the original Mad Hatter's name is Jervis Tetch. Um, he he does use mind control. Well, he uses electronics to mind control people that he stores in his hat. Um, he is a Alice in Wonderland, an Alice in Wonderland villain. In the comics, like he's always trying to he's always trying to kidnap um, a girl who he calls Alice, whether or not her name is actually Alice. It depends on depends on the variation of the character throughout the years. Um, But it's he was much more like Alice in Wonderlandy than Alice was in the comics originally. Like he was the first Alice in Wonderland type villain in the comics and then Alice came along many many years after that. Um, so I like how I like how they kind of tied in that personality to Alice in this show because it yeah. kind of it kind of gives a better reason as to why he's um obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. It it works. And I I want you know it, I wonder if like Alice's like obsession with like the Wonderland gang and turning herself into a dark version of Alice from Alice in Wonderland is what attracted her to him. Uh, it's it's possible, um, or it could just be like he took on that persona 
because of her persona. Yeah, I'm not really sure which one came first, but either way, this was really kind of awesome. And I just have to say on a general note before we get too far into the specifics of the episode, like this felt completely like a almost like a brand new show in a way. And I kind of loved it because this is the first season where they can kind of just be themselves. They they're not tied to what happened to Kate. They're not trying to introduce us to Ryan and make us re- like everything kind of exists and can just kind of continue. We're not. Tr- uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, because like the first season we had essentially Kate's origin. And then the second the second season, we had to deal with Ryan's origin. And then whereas, what happened to Kate? So it was right. like. So we never got like a continuation from like, all right, all these. All these people are kind of set up except for maybe like the villains or a new character that pops up. But you're not dealing with like a season long, a season, a season long uh, origin. Like everybody's everybody's kind of comfortable in who they are. And you you can and you can see that because like Mary's established as who she is. Luke is established as who he is. Sophie's established like everybody and Ryan's established. Everybody is who they are. And we can just kind of see them existing in the world and it's kind of a nice feeling yeah uh, yeah i can i can definitely see what you're saying from there we go to ryan and uh, batwoman and batwing fighting people in a marijuana warehouse um <laughs> this was so odd but yeah yeah we're we're gonna come back to that because so essentially we're gonna be so this next part cuts between like three different things we have alice and arkham reading uh postcards that are presumably from jacob which i jacob sent to her saying you know i'm gonna get you out i'm not gonna give up on you you know and she's kind of hanging them up on her on her wall after she reads them and that's kind of giving her something to latch on to we have batwoman and batwing fighting in the marijuana warehouse and we have Sophie hoeing it up at, at clubs. See, I wasn't sure who the hell that was at first getting it on. And I was like, and then I realized it was Sophie once they were like naming her conquest a couple scenes later. I was like, oh, so Sophie is embracing her sexuality and just going for it. You know what? Go for it. Live your best life, girl. Her single her singleness. Yeah. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. I am not I am not shaming her for being with multiple women. Oh, I just like no. I just she like was, using the term hoeing it up. Like, I mean <laughs> she was she was repressed for so long. Like, girl, go get you whatever you want. Um, I will say that uh the one thing I don't like in this kind of trio of intercutting scenes is the is the EDM slash punk style version of It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To. <laughs> that was so strange. First of all, like, I, I, have an, I have an issue with techno remixes just on a general principle because they almost always suck. Yeah. And this was just such a weird song to have over this because nobody was actually having a party, which I. I well, Sophie it, was. I mean, yeah, but I, it was all so very, very odd, and it was kind of taking me out. I also don't know if I love the Batwing costume. Uh, we don't, and I'll get to that. Well, I don't, and we'll get to that when uh, 
in in a scene or two. But um, yeah, so like when so when I was listening to the song, and I'm like, is that a a, a remake of this song? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I sent almost, my I almost shazammed it to see exactly who murdered this song because uh, the the name is called. <laughs> The name of the group is called Pep Squad, oh, uh, and I sent I sent a text to my friend Lauren last night when I'm watching this. I'm like, so I'm watching the new season of Batwoman, and the beginning in, in the beginning they have a version of It's My Party that, and I'll cry if I want to. That's like EDM slash punk, and I was like, and it's making my ears bleed. <laughs> and I sent her the I sent her a YouTube video of it. And she was like, she was like, well, it's not as bad as you said it was, but it's very CW. And I'm like, yes, it is. But we both agreed like it would be better as like a trailer song. Like yeah. If this, if this was it, like a moody. Honestly, teen, you know what show it would have worked on? Riverdale. It would it would have worked better in Riverdale, I think, than or that the, woman. Or I would say like the craft. Yeah, it was just not. Like, when I think of Batwoman and their fight scenes, I don't think of techno remixes. Right. I think of, I think of kick-ass rock music. Yeah. Yeah. So after the, after the fight in the marijuana facility, uh, Batwing and Batwoman are having a back and forth about his, about giving him, you know, an actual name and all he can come up with is Black Batwoman to which. Black Batman. Oh, Black Batman, uh, to which um, Batwoman is not a fan of it, and yeah, I can't like, can't I say can't I blame, blame her. her. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's just a little too it's, on the nose. I mean, kind of, but at the same time, just like yeah, really, like you could have just gone with Batman, like like she like Ryan took Batwoman from from Kate. Uh, to which, like, even Diggs said her about it. He's like, hey, you you stole your nickname. Was, was this the fight scene where his suit started fritzing out, or was that later? Uh, it's coming up in the next scene. So okay. as, they're, as they're going on about this, we find out that they're trying to track down the poison ivy sprig that we saw at the very end of last season. And Luke kind of tracked it to these marijuana people who were trying to, you know, grow their marijuana faster. We have we have a few more people show up and there's a fight scene. Luke's Luke's um, suit starts fritzing out to the point where he cannot move. Ryan kind of uh, Batwoman takes him out of harm's way and takes care of the other two and they find the the poison ivy sprig. Um, so a few things about like this kind of this kind of elongated scene is one I am fine with the outside of Batwing's suit. I don't like the very Iron Man inside I hate uh, it. display. I hate it. It's it was fine when they did it on Supergirl because they were very clearly trying to deal with the fact that Melissa Benoist was pregnant. So I let it go there, even though I couldn't stand it there. I oh, not, that's why she was in all that. Now it makes sense. I do not like this. I, in fact, hate it. And I let it go on Supergirl because they had a reason. There is zero reason to do this. I don't know why they're doing this. It is annoying. No. Now, I, I will say that it's very, like, the, his suit is very comics accurate. So he would have some sort of, like, HUD display like Batman has when he's using various pairs of, like, eye 
things. But then, I, you know what? I would rather see st- it from I would rather see it from his point of view and see what he sees rather than us see him. In, in, does that make sense? No, no, I'm I, exactly what I was gonna say. Like you're just obviously like taking the Iron Man, the Iron Man viewpoint, and I don't like it. For one, I just don't understand, like, why we would see his face inside the suit and all, like, just the, the, um, um, like, the, per- I literally, the perception I, doesn't make sense. Like, you wouldn't I, see his face and his HUD display. I literally thought they were trying to go for a thing where, like, his suit wasn't actually malfunctioning. He was imagining it. Like, I kept waiting for his, his like, for, like, because they kept zooming in on his face. And I'm like, okay, so are we going to have him, like, snap out of this and his suit isn't malfunctioning or what? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally where I thought we were going. And then we just kind of stayed there. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This has to change. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Prior to them, because this was, like, a two-room scene. Like, so... Prior to them going into the second room, as they're talking, he lifts up his he lifts up his visor so you can clearly see his face. Look, <laughs> the CW is already bad enough at Listen, at not being able to conceal secret identities. This is just horrible. He's literally he's the he's literally pulling a Barry Allen. I love Barry, but he does this constantly. <laughs> Like, all right, we took out the three people in this room. No one else has to be in this facility. Just going to lift up my just going to well, lift like, up my mask. What if the GCPD show up? I mean, I know they're incompetent, but still. Yeah. Like, like anybody could show up at any time. You don't see Batwoman like ripping off her masks because she's smart. Yeah. Like, Bad Luke. <laughs> I mean, You're, I. You're smarter I, than this, I think. Like he's I'm book still... smart. He's book smart, not street smart, and it shows. I love him dearly, but he is definitely book smart and not street smart. And if you're going to go out and you're going to kick some ass, you've got to get some street smarts, dude. <laughs> so from there we go back to Arkham, where Alice has a visitor, and it's Mary. Mary shows I love up. Mary, I love her so much. <laughs> Mary shows up and's like, hey. Hey, Alice, it's me. And Alice is like, so uh, what are we, sisters now? And Mary's like, look, our dad wanted me to, you know, keep you in sane land. So I'm here because I'm graduating tomorrow. And when he calls to congratulate me, I don't want to have to lie. I want to tell him that I actually did what he'd asked. And see, this is when I started to wonder, Okay, are those postcards really from Jacob because why See, I, would he want why would he want Mary to check on her if he's in fact writing her he said that at the end of last season like before before he went away he asked Mary to keep an eye on Alice yeah I that because like it didn't it didn't make sense to me that right. Jacob was writing her it didn't make sense to me when I saw the postcards I was like huh that's odd. It made even less sense when wow. Mary said that. I I didn't. I took it at face value. I, I, my my mind is weird, and I can some I sometimes see things that don't necessarily turn out to be anything, and then sometimes they do. But in this case, my my spidey senses were going off like eh, something's weird, especially when Mary said a couple scenes later that he, she hadn't really heard from Jacob. I was like, oh no, there's no way that Jacob would choose to message alice and 
completely ignore Mary. Like, that's just not... Well, I mean, Alice is his actual kid. Yeah, but Mary's the one he raised. I know, but still. I don't get... I, I kind of, like, going back, you see the clues, but I just kind of took it at face value. Um, so... Mary and Alice have a, you know, have a quick chat and Alice upsets Mary because that's what Alice does. And literally Mary, Mary, Mary's whole vibe of like, I really could give not one crap less about you was so like the perfect energy for this scene. And like, (laughs) I loved it so much. Like she gave not one single crap. And I love that so much. So as Mary gets up to leave, Alice is like, wait, you know, Ask Ryan about her, you know, ask Ryan about her biological mom. And and Mary's like, what? I'm out of here. Peace out. We go back to the Batcave and Ryan is putting the the poison ivy sprig inside the containment uh, glass. And Mary comes walking in with two tickets to graduation because now Mary will finally be a legal doctor. Yes, she is graduating from med school. Yep, and apparently she is the valedictorian of the class, and she is telling both Ryan and Luke that her speech starts at 7, and they need to be in their seats at 6.30, and she doesn't want to hear about somebody threatening to blow up half the city because she only graduates once, and people blow up Gotham every other day. (laughs) She's not wrong. Nope. And I'm like, well, she's not wrong. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, I have to go shower off my encounter with Alice. And they're both kind of looking at her like, huh? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I had to go visit Alice because of my dad, who's apparently now pen pals with Alice. And she goes and on. Luke and was it's... like, well, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells Ryan what Alice said. And and she does it like speaking like Alice, and it is so spot on. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> makes me makes me feel like that she's practiced that before. I would imagine she has. Um, and then she's like, "All right, we're done here." Over in the sewers, back in Alice's old hideout, we have uh, the Mad Hatter because we. I don't think we ever learn his actual name, so no, I, I'm I just gonna call, yeah. So I'm just gonna call him the Mad Hatter, um, just for ease of just for ease, so everyone knows what we're talking about. He has a selfie stick with a camera, and he's kind of taking um, a live video, either a streaming video or he's recording it to upload it later, uh, talking about Alice's background being captured. And how she was kind of broken mentally from from being kidnapped, and then oh, he be- does have a name. Does he? Liam Crandall. Yeah, I'm. I'm still just gonna call him the Mad Hatter. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just I that just, name be dumb. <laughs> yes, I just checked IMDb out of curiosity. Yeah, no, we're never we're never referencing that name again. <laughs> like no, I don't no, even no, think no. I re- like Liam. Was yep. it? Yeah. Liam. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yep. Sure. Whatever. Um. So he's kind of like showing people around her old hideout. He's like, "Hey, look at all this stuff. 
Isn't it neat? Don't you think my collection's complete? Why are we quote? Why are we singing part of your world right? Now? I don't know, but it just popped in my head, so I went with it. <laughs> so, um, so you know, he's kind of giving uh, people the backstory on Alice and why he and why he thinks she should be freed. And as he's doing this, two kids, uh, two teens or young adults who are just randomly in the sewer for no reason, start making fun of him, um, to which he is not really that happy about it. Nope. No. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was he doing? Uh, he uh, Doesn't he tell them to stop and this is how, we, how he yes. can figure out? Because all of a sudden, like, they start making fun of him, and then, like, midstream, they start basically, like, yeah, one Alice. Yeah, one kind of goes up to him to kind of either put his arms around his neck or his, you know, collar or whatever, and he tells him to stop, and the kid just kind of backs away. Even before that, though, they started, like, being pro-Alice. Like, yes. They started, so, yep, you're right. And, and they were like, what the hell is happening? And then... Yeah. We see the hat kind of glow, to, so it kind of, you know, it kind of spells out, like, the hat is doing something... And then the kid go. Then the same kid who starts being pro Alice goes to like grab him, and, and then he, he says kind stop. Of, yeah, yep. And he kind of backs him off again, and he kind of like he quickly kind of figures out what's going on, because uh, he saw like when he opened the box and he saw the hat. There was like when he when you flip over over the hat and look inside, you could see something some mechanical right some mechanical thing in the hat i wasn't sure what it was at the time like at the time i thought oh maybe there's like a hidden weapon in there or something and then i realized then i realized oh that's the technology that makes the hat work right so so after he tells him to stop he tells one of them to kill his friend and he gives him a butterfly knife because he's an alice fan and this up uh, this this part of the scene kind of grossed me out. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of slits the guy's throat. And that was like real, like I mean, we've gone graphic before, but that just kind of hit different for me, and I don't know why. I mean, we've gone, we've had some, like we've had blood on this show, but we like we haven't seen like that. Okay. Like we've seen we've seen like bullet wounds and we've seen like people get stabbed, but this was like a straight slit. This was like straight decapitation and it was like Ugh. Yeah, yeah, so that was kind of weird. Uh and he's like, What are you crazy? And he's like, You could say I'm mad as a hatter. Get it? Cause I'm the mad hatter. Over uh, over in the basement of some city building, we have a woman lying us just laying in her chair asleep and there's a knock on the door um and says you know you're gonna want to see this and apparently somebody's already written about what has happened (laughs) even though it just happened it's on the web in a fully formed like article social media works fast and we find out that the person that was asleep at the desk is a woman named renee montoya and she, after seeing the headline of the article that says, did, you know, has Mad Hatter spilled more tea, she goes off to find out what's going on. So she shows up at the crime scene where the cops are there. 
talking to the person, um, talking to the talking to the guy that killed the other one, and we find out, you know, Montoya is not necessarily a police officer anymore. Um, she works in a special unit called the Rogues Unit. That's all we know of what it is so far. But we know, like, she doesn't she doesn't seem to get along well with with the acting detective. You mean the acting mayor? No, the detective. This is this is in the this is at the oh, crime scene. The okay, mayor's yeah. not there yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I do not yeah. like that detective. He reminded me a lot of the um, idiot from last season, the one who who got Luke shot. I know it wasn't him, but it was reminded oh. me a lot of him. Oh, Tartar Sauce? Yeah, I yeah. I got the same vibe. I just didn't like him. Yeah. Um. Right. So we don't know. Like, we're not saying he's a bad guy or anything. We just like there's obviously some friction, and it could just be because like of of what like the unit Montoya is in charge of. It could be like the it could be like the um you know the for lack of a better term the X Files division. You know how Mulder was always kind of looked down upon by other by other FBI agents because of the division he headed up. Um, from there, we go back to the Batcave and we see Mary, Luke, and Ryan watching the watching the killing happening. So either he was live streaming or he uploaded it. Either way, they have video of what's going on, and Luke kind of gives us the information on the hat. Um, and very little about Jervis Tetch, uh, who was the original Mad Hatter. We, uh, so they were under the impression that Batman had deactivated the hat, but apparently it'll, like, whenever someone new wears it, it'll reactivate and kind of latch on to their brain pattern. So, they, you know, even though it had been, quote unquote, deactivated, it's now back in working in order. Play. Yeah, it's back in play. Uh, we have... Mary's like, well, can't we just hack the hat? And Luke's like, well, it doesn't it's really... not exactly in the cloud, right? However, it kind of is. Like he uses radio waves, so you could you could hack it, Luke. You're just not trying. But Ryan finds a thing in the in Lucius's files that says, you know, a frequency of 120 hertz would disrupt 20. the signal. I'm sorry, 128 hertz would disrupt the would disrupt the signal breaking breaking the mind control to an extent we find out apparently which is kind of an odd line in the sand for the show to draw but we'll get to that when we get there oh you mean it can't it can't stop you from the commands he's already ordered but it can it can prevent yeah you, from be, you didn't yeah. love that no i don't think it makes sense it does to me but i'll i'll explain yeah. it more i'll yeah. explain it more when we get there so um so they, you know, they obviously know from the footage that they saw that he is obsessed with Alice. So they come up with the only real idea to figure out what he's going to do next is, hey, let's go ask Alice. So Ryan draws the store stick and goes to talk to Alice, who's like, hey, let's talk about your mom. And Ryan's like, no, we're talking about this guy. And he's like, well, he's going to be throwing a tea party. And that's what I would do. And she's like, well. What does that mean? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. I do love I do love the dynamic between Ryan and Alice. Like, I just love like that Ryan does not care at all. And Alice kind of loves toying with her. And it's just a very interesting and fun dynamic to play. 
Because, like... Yeah, it's a little bit more cat and mouse. Yeah, especially this season. Like, Alice has nothing this season that's going to tether her to possibly be good. We don't have Jacob. We don't have Kate. We don't have Ocean. Thankfully. (laughs) So it's going to be interesting to kind of see who Alice becomes without any tethers to her past. Yeah. I mean, we kind of saw we kind of saw like what would happen at the beginning of last season and it was it was a little unhinged. So you're right. But like that was be... that was more so out of grief because she thought Kate was dead. She knows Kate's alive, she knows Kate's okay. Yeah. So it it, it it's completely different and it's going to be a completely new journey for her, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. So after after Alice doesn't give her any information and toying with her about her about her mom, uh, we go we go back to Ryan and Mary's apartment. Uh, Which, where, is Sophie living there now too, or was he she just chilling there? I think she's just chilling there. I mean, this is this is a very good question. Like, we don't know. Like, does Sophie have a new job? Um, I assume that <laughs> is she is she now working at the holdup too? Like, is that I where? Just, I is that where all the lesbians go when they when they need a job in this? I assume that she's a private investigator now and she's working out of Wayne Tower because she was doing the investigation um, for Ryan out of there. So, well, yeah, but she was doing something for Ryan. I don't know. I, I want more answers to what Sophie is up to. And Me I know too. we're going to I know we're going to get it. But at the same time, like, I want to know what she's been doing because we saw her apartment last year. That apartment's not cheap. I want to know how she's still paying for it. I'm assuming she's a private investigator now. Uh, maybe Jacob just gave her a bunch of money, too. Who, who the hell knows? But um, so they're all chilling there talking about, like, the interaction with Alice and how she didn't give her any how she didn't give her any information except, you know, him maybe throwing a tea party. And Sophie's like, well, you know, the last tea party Alice threw, she killed your mom. She's like, Mary. yeah, not to be a not to be a buzzkill, which I mean, I don't know. Why, I mean, I get why she said it, but like, this is either the day of. I'm not sure if it's the day of or the day before her graduation. Uh, I'm gonna go with day of, but I also refuse to ever acknowledge any sort of passage of time in these episodes. No, I I don't like it'll you, just it'll yeah. break your brain. Listen, no, I get it. Trust me, I watch. Like I said, I watch Days of Our Lives. We we play fast and lose with time. All, all the time over there anyway so i'm used to time being wonky it's just in this particular context on the day of her graduation i don't think mentioning how her mother died is the best idea but hey that's just me i mean sure if you don't really want to bring her down yeah no you're you are you're correct um and ryan's like look can we stop talking about alice you know, this is Mary's day. Right? Do we We're have gonna... to let? Do we have to let this bitch ruin the one good thing we have going on tonight? Yep, we got champagne that we're pouring food coloring into. I guess that was kind of weird to me, but okay. Um, yeah, it looked more like like a like a like a wine or something. Like I thought it was like a really fruity wine that they were drinking and not champagne, just because of the coloring. Right, and then we see like we see Ryan pouring another glass, and she takes it out of a champagne bottle, and then has like a thing of something with like a red dye in it that she pours to give it that like rose color. Um, so I don't know if because it wasn't a mimosa, like because that's orange. Right, and vodka, like 
Uh, well, it's no, it's you champagne said, and orange juice. Well, mimosa. I thought you said screwdriver. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, 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 mimosa. So it's almost like a mimosa. So, or maybe like a Shirley Temple. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was very, very strange. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and then Ryan asked to talk to Sophie, and is like, hey, you know. Alice said my my birth mom's still alive, and you know I don't believe anything she says, but I'm unsure. And Sophie's like, "You want me to look into it on the DL, like you kids say?" I, I want- do say I, I I will say I do enjoy the dynamic between Sophie and Ryan, and I do kind of wonder if they're going to be the eventual relationship of this season. Um. I- I still say we were laying groundwork for it last season, and then all of a sudden, like, Ryan is heavily, like, not heavily, but, like, commenting on Sophie's love life, and I'm just like, yeah. is, she, uh, is she interested in her? Like, what's uh, happening here? I don't think so. I think um, I think we're going to get a Sophie-Renee-Montoya hookup, um, but... Yeah, when they were upstairs and still together, that's when, like, Ryan was like, look, let's stop talking about Alice. Uh, And Mary's like, so who's this girl named Riley you ditched me for last night? And then, and um, Ryan Ryan was like, like, Riley was last week. No, she was like, Riley, I thought her name was so-and-so. And Mary's like, no, so-and-so was last week. And you're right. Like Riley could have been last week. There were like three names floated around within five seconds. The only one I remembered was Riley. And I'm just like, why does Ryan care? And why does it come off like Ryan because wants to be one of those women? At that uh, it definitely doesn't come off like that. It just comes off like Mary and Ryan giving Sophie shit for hoeing it up. And, and like Sophie's like, look. I am single. I can date multiple women at once. What is very true. She can. And I mean, she right. spent she spent so long repressed with Mr. Sophie. Like, she might as well, like, just. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't get to sow her wild oats. She's got a lot of time to make up for. Yeah. And even Ryan's like, so I guess that means the, you know, you and Kate aren't a thing. And Mary's like, oh, they're fine. But it's complicated. And they're just friends. And I'm like, how does Mary know all of this? Is she, like, listening in on phone conversations? Is she reading her journal? Like, what? Yes. (laughs) Mary would 100% do all that. Oh, no. But I'm pretty sure Mary also just bluntly asked Sophie or Kate. True. (laughs) Uh, So downstairs at the bar, Ryan asks Sophie to look into to look into her birth mother for her. And I don't, I'm, uh, I had to have mentioned this last season. I don't remember, but for some reason, this scene with them standing, with them standing so close to each other, I never knew how short Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, like the it... height difference between Sophie and Ryan is so disparaging and, like, I know Sophie's not that tall. Like, she's you know five, what it is, though? She's 5'7", so she's average. Most of their scenes last season, when they were in scenes, they had the bar separating them, so you really couldn't tell their height difference. Or Ryan was in the... Or, or Ryan was in the in the outfit. So and, you really, 
and you, and you really, would imagine like her heels would have had some sort of lifts. Right. So it it was a little disconcerting because like I wasn't expecting it, but I'm like okay. Like she makes Sophie look like a giant. Which yeah. And she makes she makes Sophie look like um was it Elizabeth Debicki <laughs> from The Crown. Oh yeah. You know, like I saw that and I'm like, what the what the holy hell? But um so so Ryan's like, Yeah, don't worry, I'll look at I'll look at it on the DL as the kids say absolutely not anymore. Like nobody said that since like the nineties, Sophie. Late two uh early two thousands I'd say. Um so so then we see like a scene of Sophie kind of researching yeah, she tried to go the official channels way. She's like, call their, they're like, can you email me a birth certificate? They're like, yeah, no, sorry, mail four to six weeks. And she's like, well, all right, I'll just hack my way in then. <laughs> so, she, so she gets the birth certificate like super quick, finds the name of the doctor and then Googles the doctor. And then we don't see what she sees, but she's got this look on her face that whatever she's seeing is very, very bad. Well, we see that the we do see like the doctor had some sort of shadiness involved with him. Yeah, because he was, um, he she was brings up a thing that says like case file. Yeah, it just brings up a thing that says case file. We don't know what's going on. And it said guilty. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then it like panned away from the screen, and we just saw her face and her reacting to it. And I was like, oh, right. Whatever that was was very bad. Uh, we go outside of City Hall where Renee walks up to the acting mayor or new mayor i don't know if there's been an election or if she just took took over after the last mayor's death last season she's been the mayor for a month we apparently find out yep 30 days um and renee's like hey the mad hatter's back so you know that's not good and we need to talk about this and And she's also trying to get the mayor to be like like fyi there's also all this other stuff on the dark right. web that you may want to be concerned about because this is all stuff that that woman Batman was supposed to have taken care of 20 years ago and now it's resurfacing can you like give a damn about this please and the mayor's like <laughs> the mayor's like nope sorry I actually have to learn my job yep nope sorry I don't I'm sure nothing will I'm sure nothing will happen if we don't discuss this right now because he's like, listen, I've been on the job for 30 days. I cannot be talking about mm-hmm. dark web and toys. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't like this. I mean, I mean, it's Gotham. Like, I can imagine, like, how chaotic 30, like, 30 days on the job must be that you don't want somebody else coming up and be like, we have this other thing now that really is a problem. She's like, this is Gotham. Like, every day there's something that's a problem. Can I just have this ciabatta sandwich from this street vendor that I bought and just eat it in peace and then we can talk about this? Yeah, and she's going to realize that she is in for quite a ride being mayor of this city. Over at the – we're at Gotham University's um, graduation. We're in like the little like meeting area. Where you can, you know, have a drink. Apparently, only two. They make it very clear that there's a two-drink minimum, which really leads me to believe that these characters all have a slight drinking problem. If two drinks is not enough for them to get through this graduation ceremony. Well, 
most places that do like a two drink minimum are like like comedy clubs and bars and stuff. Like I've never seen that at a graduation. Yeah, like you don't want drunk people at a graduation. Like like no, it's just not a was, good idea. That was strange. Graduation party maybe, but not the actual yeah. graduation. <laughs> You know, but like so, so Sophie, uh, Ryan hands Sophie a drink, and she's like, "It's a two drink max, so sip slow." I was like, <laughs> "If it's a two, if it's a two drink max, why did you order a thing that they only fill up the cup like one fourth of the way?" And also, who has who hasn't? Again, I'm just gonna say it. Who has an open bar at a graduation? What kind of med school is she graduating from? I mean, this is Gotham. They have much more pressing concerns than having drinks at a graduation. I mean, I mean, because clearly when you have a town full of criminals and things can things can get crashed at any moment, you clearly want the you clearly want the crowd to be under the influence of booze at any given time. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes the most sense. But then, but then, if your audience buzzed or drunk and things happen that you then have to explain away with a lie, you can do it because people will be buzzed and hopefully not remember what they yeah. saw. So exactly. <laughs> also, if they're too drunk to remember what happened, they are not sober enough to sue you in the eventuality of something happening. Okay, so maybe Gotham City's not as dumb as we thought. Yet, <laughs> So Sophie's like, hey, I found out what you wanted me to find out. And um, yeah, the the name, Nia Wilder, not a real person. Like she died and the doctor who signed her death certificate is also the doctor who signed your birth certificate. And two months later, he was out of practice. Yeah. The part about like the doctor signing her death certificate is the same one as the signed her birth certificate. If she died, died in childbirth. I would imagine he would be. But unless then, she died unless she died first. And yeah. that's why and that's why it's weird cuz you don't know which one came first because I mean obviously if she was dead before Ryan was born then obviously a dead woman did not give birth. Not usually, no. <laughs> so I think I think that's what they were going for just the dialogue didn't fully explain that well. Yeah. So so she's like so she's like there was like something like 28 uh, treated people around the time of Ryan's birth and she narrowed it down to this one person who came in for assist on her ovaries and then paid him two million dollars in a wire transfer and never heard from her again so she's like that's your mom here's the information in a sealed envelope if you want to know who she is you can open it if you don't I totally get that, too. And just as she kind of finishes saying that, Luke comes over and is like, two drink maximum? What the hell? (laughs) And then we see Mary kind of getting ready for her speech and seeing all the happy, like, families kind of being there. And, you know, she kind of starts getting sad. And uh, the head of the university, Dr. Hall, is like, you know, you're going to be great today. You're the best student we've ever had. Your family would be proud of you, even though they can't be here, which is a lie. Kate could totally be there. She chooses not to, which is something I don't like. Uh, yeah. Mm. See, I did. You're. Uh, yeah. I, and I don't. And I don't mean like I don't like the fact that Kate is not on the show. I don't like 
like I don't like them dismissing like your family can't be here. Like Kate can totally be there. Like but, even though but, she's off looking for Bruce, okay, she has the means and the ability to jump to, on a. It wasn't Ryan or Luke who said that. It was no Doctor Hall. It was the dean of her college who may not know the full situation she has going on. So coming from that kind of a character, I can excuse it more than I would if, say, Luke said it. Like, it's it's not something. Yeah, yeah, but Ryan who, kind of says it earlier in the Batcave, too. Like, she says, you know, you know, your family can't be here, but this family will be. Don't worry. And again, it's like, no, Kate can totally be there. And Kate. Given the fact that, like, Kate is now kind of fine and she's off looking for Kate would be there. And th- this is this is just something I think we're going to have to reconcile with for most of this season, that they have made the choice to not include Kate in this show anymore. Which... OK, but but as we'll see, they still include her and like you can't have your cake and eat it, too. No, like, I know. One or the other. I know. That's yeah. And if you're if you're going to make this kind of if you're going to make this choice, because it's not like this was a choice that was made for them. They made this choice to not include Kate. And based on what I've seen from Wallace Day, she'd be more than happy to go back. So so this this is absolutely a choice that the show made, which if this was going to be the choice that they made, I'm just going to say it. Why did we bring her back to begin with? We're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to, at the end of the episode, we're going to go over a little bit of what I what someone told me uh, at the end of the at uh, in between the seasons, and it may or may not shed some light on some stuff. But okay. Um. So he's like, you know, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, thank you. You know, I'm good. We go over to the ceremony. Now. Pause for one second. Did you think because they kept like being so heavy handed with the don't worry, we'll be there, that we were going to come into a situation where Luke and Ryan were going to be unable to show up for her? Kind of. But once they were actually there, I was like, all right, like Mary sees them like because she she did. She saw them. So I'm like, yeah. Mary sees them there like they're they're going to stay there. And also because we see we I. I blew past it because I forgot where it came in the episode. But there's a there's a small scene in which we see Mad Hatter in the auditorium at the podium, kind That's of actually... testing out the mic. Oh yes, and I didn't know um, that that was at the graduation. When I saw yeah. that scene originally, I was like, "Where is he when he did that?" It didn't it didn't click for me. Well, I mean, until... yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't really click until Mary starts until... speaking. Right. Until you see Mary and you're like, oh, that's the same podium. So. So, yeah, we know, like, he's planning something at this ceremony. We see Mary step up to the podium. She starts to talk about how they're about to take their Hippocratic oath. And then we see her kind of pause and look off, you know, off the stage and, and then starts. Then her speech goes way left. And I was yeah, like, like okay. she, she starts running down the medical institutions of Gotham and the doctors of Gotham and and everything else. And Ryan, Sophie and Luke all kind of know something's up. And Ryan's like, you know, he's here. He's he's telling her to say this stuff. Uh, so Luke quickly text them um, a frequency to kind of play on their earbuds so he can't 
take control of take control of their minds. And then we see Tetch, um, we see Mad Hatter come out, and they kind of wheel out Doctor Hall, um, who's on a gurney and has been sedated. And he tells Mary, he commands Mary to take out his organs until he dies. And he also commands the rest of the audience to kind of stay in their seats while this is going on. This was so gross. I was like, ooh. Uh, so between Ryan, Sophie, and and Luke, they were like, well, you know, Luke's like, all right, we got this. So we can kind of, we can kind of disrupt his you know, we won't fall under his spell and then we need to figure out a way to make it so others won't, but we can't change the commands that he's given. Only he can do that, which I don't, it, it still doesn't make sense to me. So they're like, we need to get, we need to find a way to get him to retract those commands. And the idea is we need Alice because he's such an Alice fan. I just like, I, I is this where you had the issue with the whole, like, I don't. I, I just don't like. I I'll I'll say this. It's a different take on mind control. Usually, like once you break the mind control, the mind control goes away completely. But, but that's th- like, but like, if you you can't stop what you've been. I think they just worded it weird. But basically, if you've been mind controlled, like you can't undo what you've done while under mind control. So doing this will prevent you prevent him from being able to. Um, command you any further, but it won't be able to stop, like, it won't be able to undo anything that you've done. Yeah, I guess if you look at it more of, like, th- like his his mind control kind of works in a similar way of, like, a um, of, like, something planted in hypnosis. You know, like, when you see people, like, under hypnosis, they're like, when I say you know, when I say boogie board, you're going to cluck like a chicken. Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, again, I didn't really bump on it because it was, he was basically, like, saying, like, we can't stop what he's, like, he's already told them to sit or, like, but, and they'll, once we break this, they'll get their freedom back, but, like, whatever they've done, we can't undo it. So, like, if he commanded them to cut off a finger like their finger wouldn't magically grow back the minute the mind you know what i'm saying no but he was basically saying like he told mary like you have to keep removing organs until he dies even if they disrupt his disrupt his frequency mary still has to keep taking out organs until he dies he told the crowd to sit even if they disrupt the frequency they can't get up until he allows them to like that's where i was bumping into Gotcha. You know, like if he told if he told you keep running until I say stop, even when he can no longer give you a new command, you have to keep running until he says stop. Like that to me doesn't is what was is what I was bumping on. Like breaking his ability to control your mind should break it completely. Yeah. No. Okay. Now that you've explained that a little bit better, I get. Yeah. Yeah. So they decide they need. They decide they need Alice. So once again, Ryan draws the short straw. Is it that Ryan is it that Ryan draws the short straw or because Batwoman has to do this, she kinda has no choice. Yeah, like, I get I guess Sophie can't just like show up and break Alice. Like, Alice out of Arkham. Break her out of Arkham, like with nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So they're able to kind of like 
they're able to get out of the uh, auditorium and suit up. Luke go, Batwing goes up to the roof to kind of find um, a satellite to bounce the signal jammer off of. And once it starts playing, we see like the entire crowd kind of listening to the, like looking at their cell phone and like he start Mad Hatter starts noticing like oh crap like I can't control them anymore so he starts running off as we see as we cut to Arkham and Alice in a group therapy session talking about how her father's going to come and save her and the lights go out Batwoman shows up and is like all right Alice we're getting out of here She's like, no, and she starts running off. <laughs> she literally <That> <laughs> ran away. I was dead. Yeah. Like, literally, when she ran down the hallway into one of the padded rooms, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think it was actually her room. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is hilarious, because I've never seen Alice run like that. <laughs> like, that woman legit scared her for a second. So Alice is like, no, I got to stay here. My dad's going to come for me. We see, we see Batwoman fighting through the guards at Arkham follows Alice to her room and she's like no my dad's coming for me we gotta st- I gotta stay here and and Batwoman looks on the wall and notices like there's no postcards there like it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of like coloring book pages and cut out articles and advertisements for magazines and we find you know we kind of are clued on like Alice is not I like I was <laughs> I was wondering if this was if this was like some kind of drug that she was on because it kind of it was kind of giving me snake bite vibes in the way okay. that like she's she's picturing what she always want what like, what she always wanted and she wanted her like she wants her dad to save her. Yeah, oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, so so she's like, you know, your father's not coming. He's in jail. This is not like these aren't letters from him. And then we see, you know, we kind of see Alice laughing, realizing what's going on. And then we have them in the Batmobile uh, driving. And she's like, I need you, you know, I need you to help us out. This is what we need you to do. And if you do this, you know, you can run and I won't stop you. But, okay. And here's my thing with this scene. And especially knowing what comes up later. I mean, obviously, Alice chose to believe Ryan in that moment, but given their history, why the hell would she? Given her history with anybody telling her this, like, stop <laughs> believing them, Alice. They just like, want to hurt you. <laughs> it's not even that they just want to hurt you. It's like they always dangle the freedom carrot in your face and then rip it away from you. So, like, why are... It's it's literally the freedom football. Why are you constantly falling for the freedom football? Stop believing them, Alice. You're just like Charlie Brown. Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> so, Alice is like, you know, I can't meet my future boyfriend looking like this. We go over to... We go back to the graduation ceremony and Mary's taken out an appendix, a gallbladder, a kidney, something else. And she's like, we're down to vitals. Like, the next thing I take out will kill him. It's, yeah. And Sophie's like, all right, so let's kill him. And Mary's like, I don't think you I, – I don't think that's a good idea. Like, and she's like, no, here, you know, take these paddles, shock him. He'll go into, you know, he'll go into defib. He'll flatline. He'll be dead for a second. That'll break yep. the mind control, and then hopefully you can bring him back to life because you're yep. just that good. <laughs> and you know, and you know, hopefully, 
Fingers crossed. And we see Mad Hatter running through the auditorium. He finds the power switch. He pulls it off. He pulls he pulls the the power breaker to shut off the power, and then commands the rest of the audience to strangle themselves with their um, stethoscopes. Oh, and shutting off the power would shut off the radio waves that were keeping them. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then we see we see Batwing showing up trying to find a way to put the power back on. He gets jumped by a bunch of people. His, suits fr- his suit fritzes out again. Batwoman shows up, knocks out everybody, and is like, you know, you really suck at this. And he's like, no, it's not me. It's the suit. Well, then, dude, fix the damn suit. Like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so back over to Dr. Hall, Mary and Sophie. Mary kills him, and now they start using the paddles to try and bring him back to life. And they do, while everyone else is still strangle themselves with stethoscopes and Alice shows up and he's like uh, aren't you supposed to be in Arkham and she's like I'm here to see you obviously and then he's like remember what you did to Catherine Hamilton this is what I'm doing instead and I did it to her daughter too so you know let's be besties and she does manage to, does, she, does she manage to talk him down in this scene or is it a scene a couple scenes later well, he, I, I do like how, I do like how he's like, you know, they called me crazy and they called you crazy, but you know they're, you know, they're controlling us and they shouldn't. And he's going through like his entire like, he's going through like his entire manifesto. And she's like, I saw a video of, like, there's a video of you throwing a cat off a and he's like did you see it it's got 5,000 views and like she's feigning like excitement over it she's like oh my god yeah tell all these people to stop killing themselves and let them go like she just like I love the way she flipped like she went from she went from fake fangirl to like okay now you really gotta listen to me and do this because I'm over this yeah and he's like what why and he's like, but all these people hurt us and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you think I'm crazy? Tell me the truth. And she's like, no, I don't think you're crazy. And I do like, I do like, he's like, you know, where would we be without heroes? Where would boys, little boys be without heroes like you? And he's like, all right, stop killing yourself. Get out of here. And he's like, do, do I get a hug? And like, Alice looks like she's like choking down like poison. And it's like, yeah, sure, let's let's hug it out. Yeah, this was like the last <laughs> thing she wanted to do, but she did it. And... and she gives him a hug, and then she stabs him with the butterfly knife because she's Alice. And that's what she does. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, wow, you really are as bad, as awful as people say. And she's like, yep, that's me. And then she goes running off, and Batwing kind of stops her. <laughs> and he's she's like, who the hell are, who the hell are you supposed you? to be? Yep. And then she tries turning around, and Batwoman's there, and he's like, I didn't kill him. And then Batwoman's like, I think I was going to actually let you go? And Which Alice I is mean, shocked. Like, Alice. I, I'm like, why are you shocked? First of all, Ryan hates you, and you know this. Yeah. So, like, she has zero reason to actually follow through on anything. I think Alice's desperation was just making her judgment a little cloudy, because, girl. Yeah. 
And, and she's like, after all you did, you think I'm going to let you go? And she's like, that isn't what this is about. You're just upset because I told you your family might be screwed up more screwed, more up, screwed than up than mine. Which is not wrong. Uh, no. Uh, and then uh, Batwing cuffs her and starts taking her back. We go back to the apartment where Mary's going through her actual speech. Which was pretty crowd good. Of three. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, and you know, they cheer, and it looks like, well, that is a happy ending to the worst commencement speech in history. To the worst commencement ceremony ever. Yeah. And and Mary's like, look, you know, today was awful, but Liam, he actually made some good points, and I mean, she's not wrong. Like, some of the things she had started off talking about in her forced commencement speech where, like, the bandage will cost you $300, and sorry, we don't take that insurance. Like, it's all, it's all, like... And it's all stuff Mary kind of believes in, because it's part of why she did her clinic. Right, that's why she had her clinic. Exactly right. Like, it's all, like, she was, she was telling, like, it was being framed as, as, as stuff that she kind of believes in, but was twisting it more. But yeah, it's all stuff that like there's kind of a point. Like a yeah, there, there were bones. Three hundred dollars. There were bones of truth in his manifesto. Right. right. Um. And and then Luke's like, hey, I gotta go fix the bats, the my suit. Otherwise, you know, Ryan's never gonna let me be her wingman again. And Ryan's like, hey, that's your name, Batwing. Get it? Wingman, bat, ah, uh, no, stop it, Ryan. <laughs> like, it, uh, that was not how I expected the name to come up with. I yeah. actually, I actually, yeah, I, don't, I, I actually thought Alice might have been the one to name him because, like, in in the that, moment when 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 she said, "Who the hell are you supposed to be?" I literally thought she was going to come up with a name for him, and that would be how he got his name. And then Ryan's like, "Come on downstairs, Sophie. We need to talk." And Mary's just like, "Cool." Just be up here drinking all by myself. I love her so much. Like, I mean, she was one of my favorites when the show first started, but she's really, she really came into her own last season. And I'm really excited to see what yeah. her journey is this year, too. And so Ryan's talking to Sophie and she's like, look, when, when Liam, when Alice stabbed Liam and he found out he wasn't who she needed him to be. No, she wasn't who he needed her to be. You know, it made me realize I'm good. I don't need to know who my mom is. So here, take this envelope and chuck it. And then we go to the top of a skyscraper and we get our first glimpse of Robin Gibbons getting off yes. the helicopter. Looking on the amazing. Phone. That red yep. dress was oh so good. God, I love this woman. I could literally watch her do anything. Yes. Um, and it's funny, like, because today they actually announced that she will be in uh, the the revival of Head of the Class that'll be coming out there's a revival of head of the class yeah i forgot that too but apparently she's gonna be in it as her original character so i mean robin robin gibbons gibbons stays booked and busy like seriously so uh so yep she will be back in head of the class apparently it's gonna be on hulu or peacock or paramount plus one of the streamers yeah one of the streamers um well one of those three streamers it's not netflix or or HBO Max. Um, and basically she is just told like, hey, 
somebody was, has been digging into your personal records, not the company's, yours. And that's where we kind of leave her. That's We only get a very small, like, one-minute scene with her. And then we see Luke kind of trying to fix the Batwing suit. He knocks the head off, and it lights up, and we hear Lucius's voice for the first time. And he's like, I'm your dad. I always know when you need me. This is, so I didn't know if Luke was, like, hallucinating that or if, yeah, like, uh, or if, like, it is going to be, for those of you who also watch Stargirl, like, if he's going to have his own, like, night, was it Dr. Midnight, in like, in the Batwing suit? See, I looked at it as more of Jarvis from Iron Man. Like, they're just going full-on Iron Man with Batwing. Like, and, but part of me thought hallucination, because if, if it was like a Jarvis and it was an, like, it was an AI type thing. Why I wasn't it there before? One, why wasn't it there before? Two, why would it respond like that? That was an, emo- uh, yeah, that was, I, that was more of an emotional response than a, you know, because, yeah. so I was like, okay, this has got it. Maybe this is like leftover from when Luke was shot last year and he's like. Having some kind good. of having some kind of PTSD reaction because I swear to God I thought all I I literally thought the suit fritzing out both times it happened was him having a PTSD reaction of some kind. So I did. yeah I I I like where your head's at because it was one in uh, one of the times when I was watching this the first time the suit fritzes out there's a thing on his on his HUD display that talks about his heart rate being elevated. So yeah. there's a chance like the suit kind of, there's a chance like the suit has a safety measure that it powers down. If like his the adrenaline, heart rate, yeah. Yeah. Like adrenaline. the heart rate goes into a certain extent. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is very possible that it's a psychosomatic thing. Like something is wrong with him mentally. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll end up seeing more as this, as, uh, as the season continues. Cause like he got shot so close to the end of last season that we never really got to fully explore his trauma. So I would love for yeah. us to be able to spend a little time on that this season. Yeah. Um, and then from there we go to, uh, Batwoman going to the top of, uh, going to the top of the GCPD building because someone turned on the bat signal and it turns out it's Renee Montoya tells Batwoman she's not a cop, but she has a list of all of the of all of the trophies that got stolen from by Cersei uh, and that ended up in the river. And she's like, and Batwoman's she's like, like, how the hell did you get this list? Yep. And turns out Alice is there. She's like, I told her she's like, <laughs> she's like, yep. they're going to let me go helping them. You know, if I help them get the stuff back. Because Lord knows they're going to tell the truth. Like, this is the one time they'll actually let her go. Poor Alice. Well, I mean, Renee Montoya actually seems like somebody who would keep her word. Uh, It's possible, but everyone lies to poor Alice. If Alice was smart, she would have gotten her freedom signed in, in writing before she even breathed a word of it. She also told ryan's identity to so <laughs> she did it was great <laughs> so it was like like because because ryan she was, was like, like yeah. if you yeah because she's like you're alice is gonna help you do this and she's and like she's like what? Uh, the hell uh, she is like no, thank you. <laughs> hell no 
I already have I already have Batwing. I don't need I don't need Bat Alice. And she's like, Well then we're gonna shut you down, Ryan and she's like, Yeah, I told she was her. like, Oh hell. I guess I really have to do this now. Now it's gonna be interesting. Do you see Ryan telling Mary and Luke about this? She would or- have to. There's no way she can keep this a secret, right? Yeah, yeah, no. There's, there's no way she keeps this a secret. Now, how do you, do you think this is the smart way to give Alice story this season? Because we were wondering what her story was going to be without Kate or Jacob here to anchor her. Uh, yeah, because yes, I, I do. I like, I like the idea, you know. Of like seeing a crazy person to catch a crazy person, um, so it could, you know, it's it it's so this season is going to be like more of like a mismatched buddy cop season, which you know you could have probably gotten that with Batwing and Batwoman, but you definitely this, needed something for Alice to do. This gives us an added layer of conflict, which I like. And it's gonna it's gonna give Mary interesting conflict too because she has to be working with the woman who killed her mother. Yeah, again. Again, and Ryan has to now work with the woman who had her mother killed. Like the only person that Alice, I mean Alice, kidnapped Luke too. So it's like they all have to work with this woman they can't stand. Right. Um. And that's the episode, which it was a really good. It was a really good. Uh. uh we did oh, skip one yeah. thing. So. Um, Kate sent Mary a, a, lab coat. a lab coat with Dr. Hamilton on it and said, they're in spirit, you know, here's a Now gift. and always. Yeah. So again, like, so here's, here's my, here's my thing on this. You can have Kate on the show or you can not have Kate on the show. And while I want Kate on the show, I will begrudgingly take Kate not on the show, but if you're not going to have Kate on the show, do not keep referencing Kate. Yeah, no. It's not going to work because it's it, it's just going to remind us that she's missing. And a lot of the audience doesn't understand why this choice was made. Hell, I don't fully understand why this choice was made. So, so I heard from someone who does, who would kind of have an axe to grind, uh, that doesn't like the fact that Kate's no longer on the show. But supposedly, at some point last year, Javicia made a comment or alluded to not having problems with a member of the cast, but talking about how how last year, with all like the backlash of her not being Kate, uh, when all that kind of came up, and she was kind of trying to process it, and she was like, you know, the cast was really good about trying to help me, and this and that. She did say that there was one cast member that kind of didn't help her at all, but she didn't name the cast member. Um, so people kind of, so the internet kind of assumed she meant Wallace Day. That doesn't make any sense. How, like... Well, so, again, like, I don't follow, I, I think I do follow Javisi on Twitter, but I don't see her tweets nearly that often. Well, um, I don't I don't think she said that on Twitter. I think she said that on the on the live she did with um, Candace and the one who played Kelly on Supergirl. They oh, did okay. A, they did a, they did a live and and she she did reference how last season was kind of hard because you know there there was backlash from the fans and the, and then you know 
that she she's so grateful to be on the show and she loves it. But there was a part of it that was so hard because she had an uphill battle to climb and it, mm-hmm. it kind of got, you know, it, it, it did kind of get harder at times. So th- those comments were made. There was nothing said about a, the cast not being supportive. So I don't know if that was said somewhere else. But right. why why would said cast member be Wallace Day when Wallace wasn't even like there? Well, that's a, that's a thing. And so supposedly now, supposedly like fans of Jubicia started giving Wallace a hard time on Twitter, which I mean, Twitter's a toxic place. So, is. so that like that wouldn't shock me. And again, I don't know for a fact this happened. Um, but even, you're right. Like Wallace wasn't um, wasn't outed as a member of the cast until after halfway through the season. Right. So, so it's not like point... it's not like Wallace could come out like during the beginning part of the season and and come to her defense publicly. If, if and she wasn't I... even on the show until halfway through the season. It, I mean, it, if we're going to play guessing games on who that one cast member might have been, there is an original cast member that is no longer on the show. Jacob Kane. Really? I don't see I don't see Drudgery Scott. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. Because, I mean, just based But again, on... like, it wasn't, she, all, like, I want to be clear, like, she wasn't saying, like, this person did something maliciously. She just said, like, she, like, supposedly she had said, like, just one cast member, like, didn't really help her feel like the show was her own. Yeah, Not, like, I... actively against her, right. but, you know, and I, I don't, I... again, like, this was all kind of taken out of context. So. Yeah. And Keep but just based on the social just based on the social media stuff that I've seen, even on her Instagram, um, she seems very close with the act you know, the actors who play Sophie, Mary, and Luke. So I don't yeah. think it would be I don't think it'd be Oh them. no, it's definitely not any of them. It's, it's and, absolutely and it's, not any of them. And it's absolutely not Rachel. No, it definitely wouldn't be Alice. No. No, no, no. Any of the core cast members. Like so that's why everyone kind of thought like maybe she was referencing Wallace Day. Now, I'm gonna say like I don't particularly think like that part of the story is accurate however if i will say if ryan or if javicia leslie was having all those kind of issues as far as like being able to process mentally and it was you know it was kind of a little bit like emotionally and mentally um Draining, which it was. Draining for her. I could see them them say then saying like, "Look, we're gonna take Kate out of the show, so it's one hundred percent you, so you don't have to like, you know." But that even though even though made it worse for her in a way because the backlash from that would have been worse. Right, but you know what? Maybe it takes out. And again, like I'm. I'm not saying she had a reason to think this I, under no circumstances am I saying this, but maybe they were worried. Like she would think, well, if Kate's on the show, they will, they still need me. Are my days numbered on the show? Hell, her this fans is, thought it. it. Right. And that's kind of where some of this comes stemmed from. So this could have been them just saying like, look, the show is now. I mean, hell, Kate I saw is tweets. completely gone. And again, like if you want to do that to, 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 Give Javicia the confidence and the security to know, like, look, even if Kate, you know, even though Kate's back, the show's yours. Fine. If you want to take Kate away because of that, I don't particularly like that idea. 
honestly, okay, that's the direction they, we're going to go in, but don't reference Kate on the show anymore. They also, if if this was going to be the route they took, mm-hmm. honestly, they should have just let Kate die die. Uh, I agreed, but maybe they, I think a lot of it kind of, I think a lot of what, like, they, they had to slap, to, like, they had time to, to do season two. They did, like, you know, the show ended in, they didn't come back till January, you know, they had, like, that standard time frame, but with, with Ruby quitting, like, like almost immediately after the season finale and then them saying we're not going to recast Kate and then them saying well what happened to Kate was going to is going to be part of the mystery of season 2 like they went through a lot of things very quickly before I think even Javicia was cast so they had kind of already had set in motion what was going to go on and then when they saw kind of, maybe when they saw some of the effects it was having on Javicia say throughout the filming of the show, they were like, all right, this is, we're going to, we have to see this through. We're going to see this through and then we're going to do this. So it was kind of a pivot to what they had already p- kind of planned on. So like, I, I'm of the full opinion, like a lot of season two, while I enjoyed it, I think like behind the scenes, it was about as chaotic as it could be. And they had to pivot several times. Yeah. Because, because with, with, COVID made it made it chaotic enough, but then you've got. I mean, imagine and, if COVID. Actually, here's the thing. Imagine if COVID doesn't. Imagine if COVID kind of clears up after, like, after last last spring, like when when you know some orange cheeto was like, it's gonna <laughs> be mysteriously gone by Easter. Say it mysteriously went away by Easter. And, you know, so they're going to start like so they had, say, a quick turnaround time like they did this year, like to October. There is no way they like that's I think season two would have been a train wreck if they had that short of time. Like they were lucky COVID was still going on yeah. to kind of give them time to pivot like so many times that they just seem to be doing in the press. Like we're going to hey, recast we- Kate. We're not going to recast Kate. Kate's going to be the the mystery of season two. Like it, it just, and once they solved the mystery of Kate, there should have been a different reason that they sent her off. Have her have issues with every, like with the trauma and everything that she went through and have her need to go seek treatment because I'm, then, because then at least you can still reference her and it's not, Kate is choosing to stay stay away. Like she actually can't come back. Does that does that make sense? I I agree, but I think anything any way of writing Kate off the show to me doesn't doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Like if you're choosing not to have Kate on the show, fine. But like, why can't we have scenes of Wallace Day looking for Bruce Wayne? Like it's it sounds like an interesting storyline. Honestly, I, would you? Why I would like a, to see it. I would like to see it too. Would you like to see it in a spin-off of its own show? Uh yeah, if 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 all of the options are the same, I would like it to be its own show. But I don't like I wouldn't see that really happening. So like a couple scenes not even it doesn't even have to be every episode. Just give me like a scene or two like Or even like out throughout the season. Or even like emails or Skype calls. Like even if they don't want 
to pay Wallace and bring her back. You can have Kate sending emails to Luke and Mary, giving us status updates. Yeah, but I think I feel like that's what they're going to end up doing with this. But again, if you're not going to have her on the show, just I don't think you don't. I don't think you need to be referencing her. So, but we'll see. We'll see uh, where it comes out to. Um, they did release. I don't know if it's next episode, but they released stills of what Killer Croc looks like. Um, he looked really good. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But we do know we have Killer Croc coming this season. We know we have Poison Ivy coming this season. We've seen Renee Montoya. We know um, Robin Givens is there as Ryan's actual mom. And she has a child, too, right? She does have a son. Um, they are the Jets. If I remember correctly, like she is, I think Robin is is Jezebel Jet, right? Yeah, it almost. I think it said I'm gonna I'm gonna IMDb because I was just there. Um, hold on one second. Um, but now now is she a evil character? Is she? Do we think? Honestly, I don't 100% remember. Um, remember Jada Jet. Jada Jet. All right. Uh, I don't. 100% remember her character from the comics. I know Jezebel Jet is a character in the comics. Um, so I'm going to have to do some I'm going to have to do some some uh, thinking and some investigating onto um, who she is. Huh. I didn't realize the person playing uh, Renee Montoya also played Renee Montoya uh, on Gotham. Oh, did she? Yep. So there's a little fun fact, but that that about does it. I think it. Uh, again, I'm I'm interested to see where this uh, season takes us. Me but too. I thought this was a good. This was a good start. Um, so we get a new episode next week, and I don't know what the. I don't know. I'm assuming we'll end up getting new episodes to to probably at least say Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, that's my guess skip, too. They'll probably skip a week or two at Thanksgiving. And then um, there's no crossover, so that won't that won't like take the place of um, December. Yeah, there's some there's something happening with the Flash when it premieres next month that's going to involve other characters, but I don't know if any characters. From... Yeah, it's a it's a mini crossover. They're doing Armageddon uh, over in the Flash, but it's going to be contained only to Flash. Right, but I don't know if it's involving any characters from here. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know Alex shows up from Supergirl. Now I know that when um when they when um Javicia Candace and I cannot remember her name, but the girl who plays Kelly on Supergirl, and I'm so sorry I cannot remember her name. When they did oh, that, oh, uh, Azzy. Yeah, Azzy? yeah. When they did that live, Javicia and Candace were together, and I think they were filming because they were in Javicia's trailer. Oh, uh, Candace Patton? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Flash, well, when, when was that? Uh, that little thing. That live was last month, early last month. Yeah, so, so yeah, that would make sense because Flash and Batwoman are both filming in the same place, and Supergirl would be done by now. Yeah, yeah, Super, Supergirl was done and wrapped, um, 
a few a uh, few weeks ago. But yeah. I I do know that it looked like they were they were filming together. So I don't know. I'm assuming that JVC is gonna either cross over there or maybe they were just chilling because they. I think they just yeah I, I pretty much a lot of the a lot of the cast um of the of those two shows hang out hang together out. right because they all they both film in Vancouver so that makes complete sense yeah but even like Supergirl like Supergirl uh when when it was like Supergirl Flash and and Batwoman you would see like multiple things of like them all hanging out yeah um, I'm look I'm looking back on CW's um on Supergirls instagram to see when i once supergirl ends i just want them to uh i want them to port over lena and and dreamer over to batwoman it was it was september 21st was the live okay yeah i i want them to bring over um kate mcgrath and and nicole mains I don't want them off of the I don't want them off of the TV. I know. So, but that is going to be it from this week because I believe we actually hit a new record for how long our episode is. So, good Did luck you? to everybody. It's like an hour and 40 minutes right now. So, I swear uh, I I think Crisis went almost two hours, so I don't think we hit a new record. Yeah, but Crisis I think we did two episodes. True. Yeah. Very true. So, uh plus i um it is now like eight o'clock our time and i haven't eaten since noon so i need to me go either me too <laughs> that was exactly my plan so i so, will so we'll next. yeah we'll uh we'll catch everybody next week so they are shining the bat signal on the sky so we're gonna get out of here we'll see everybody next week see you later bye everybody